Thank you for quickening us in our spirit, our soul, and our bodies tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Open your Bibles this evening, if you would, to Psalm 124. The 124th Psalm, in verse 1, says, If it had not been for the Lord, who was on our side, now may Israel say. And whatever your last name is, now may you say, now may you say, the Lord is on my side. Hallelujah. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick and their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters have overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. But blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who has made heaven and earth. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. The enemy is a fowler and he brings snares into our lives. But thank God, if God be for you, if God be with you, it doesn't matter how many snares that that old fowler sets up for you. No weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. So we see now that David went through some things. We've all been through some things. You may be going through some things right now. But David said, as a result of the things that he'd been through, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Is it good to know that God is with you? He told us not to be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you. He said, be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I'm telling you, he is our upholder. He upholds all things by the mighty word of his power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then turning over to Psalm 91 verses 14 and 15. If you have your Bible, let's look at this. Praise God. How many of you love the Lord tonight? We know that He loves us, but how much do we love Him? We love Him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with all of our might. Now notice what He said that He would do for those who would set their desire or set their love upon Him. Psalm 91, verse 14 and 15. Because... You have set your love upon him. Therefore, the great I am says, I will deliver you. The great I am said, I will set you on high because you have known my name, because you have reverenced my name, because you are representing my name and because you are living in my name. Hallelujah. Those that have set their desire upon him, those that love him with all of the heart shall call upon him. And the great I am said, I'll answer him. 
Thank God we serve a prayer answering God. Call unto me and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The great I am said, I will be with him. I want you to get that tonight. He is with you. He is with you. He's with you in trouble to deliver you and to honor you. And verse 16 says, with long life, not with a short-lived life, not living out half your days, but with long life, not with wrong life, but with long life, with the Zoe kind of life, with the life that God has with the quality and the quantity of the life that God gives to his children with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The great I am wants you to live a full satisfied life for the glory of God. Woo, hallelujah. I will be with him. I will be with you in trouble. God didn't say We're not going to have any trouble just because we've been born again and filled with the Spirit. In fact, he rather infers that we're going to have trouble because we're Christians. God didn't say we wouldn't have any troubles, but he said, I will be with him in trouble. Glory to God. When you've got him with you, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Look at Psalm 34, 19. The 34th Psalm and the 19th verse. Notice this verse of scripture. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord who is for us, the Lord who is with us, the Lord who is in us, delivers him out of them all. Notice he didn't say half of them. He didn't say a third of them. He said all of them. Folks, this is the God who's more than enough. We're talking about El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the one who delivers us out of them all. Now, in the Old Testament, the word affliction literally means tests and trials. It does not necessarily mean sickness and disease. But if your trouble is sickness and disease, he delivers you out of them all. For he sent his word and healed us and delivered us from our destruction. We see that Jesus, when he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, he went and healed them all. Hallelujah. Now notice this with me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's talking about us. Many are the tests. Many are the temptations that the righteous face. But oh, thank God, the Lord delivers him. The Lord delivers you. The Lord delivers Pastor Mark. The Lord delivers Pastor Nancy. The Lord delivers the Nicolopolis family. The Lord delivers us out of them all. Amen. Now, some people, you know, they're just content to say, well, you know, I'm in trouble, but I'm just know that the Lord is with me. But he's not just with you. He's there to deliver you. He's there to bring you up and he's there to bring you out of all your troubles. Amen. Shout it with me. The Lord delivers me. Point at yourself. The Lord delivers me. Out of all my trouble. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I think we could shout over that. I think we could dance over that. I think we could laugh about it. 
devil thought you had, he had you down. But Jesus came along and lifted you up and raised you up right out of your troubles. Woo, glory to God. Now, don't you know that uh, the three Hebrew children could certainly say that the Lord delivered them out of them all. You've all heard the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Not off to bed we go. We're going to do that later. But Abednego, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to bow. They refused to bow to the idols of King Nebuchadnezzar. They said, we're not going to bow. We're not going to do that. And King Nebuchadnezzar got all upset and all uptight. And he said, if you don't, we're going to throw you into the burning, fiery furnace. And they said to him, that may be so, Mr. King, but I want you to know that our God who is with us, our God who is for us, our God who is on our side is able to deliver us and he'll do it. Woo, hallelujah. Is he able? Is he able? But is he also willing? Glory to God. So the king got really miffed. He got really upset. There was a lot at stake there. His pride. You know, that's all the devil wants is people to bow to him. But thank God we're not going to bow our knee to him. We've already bowed our knee to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they heated the furnace up. I think, was it seven times hotter? Seven times hotter. I mean, and the men that threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got burnt. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't bow. And you know what? They didn't burn. And if you won't bow, you won't burn either. And they went into the burning fiery furnace and the the heat couldn't consume them. They came out of that burning fire furnace without even the smell of smoke on them. Hallelujah. I love it. And the king was just beside himself. And he said, now, didn't we cast three men into the midst of the fire? And they answered, yes, king. Yes, king. Oh, king. And he answered. And he said, below... I see four men loose. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth, it's like the Son of God. Hallelujah. I wonder who is that fourth man. I tell you, in Matthew, he is the Messiah. In Mark, he's the wonder worker. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's the Holy Ghost. In Romans, the justifier. In Corinthians, our sanctifier. In Galatians, he's the redeemer from the curse of the law. In Ephesians, he is the Christ of unsearchable riches. In Philippians, come on somebody. He's the God who meets all your need. Amen. In Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Thessalonians, he's our soon coming king. In First and Second Timothy, he's our mediator between God and man. In Titus, he's the faithful pastor. In Philemon, he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. I ask you tonight, who is that fourth man? Woo! 
In Hebrews, he's the blood of the everlasting covenant. In James, he's the great physician, the prayer of faith that saves the sick. In Peter, he's the chief shepherd, hallelujah, who soon shall come in unfading glory. In Jude, he's the Lord coming with ten thousands of his saints. And in Revelations, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the one that's for us. He's the one that's on our side. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Oral Roberts preached that message years ago. Who is that fourth man? Jerry Savelle preached it a little bit later on. But I like this part. Who is this fourth man? He's Peter's shadow. Stephen's signs and wonders. Paul's handkerchief and aprons. John's pearly white city. Who is that fourth man? He's the father to the orphan. He's the husband to the widow. To the traveler in the night, he's the bright and morning star. To those who walk in the lonesome valley, he's the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, and he's the honey in the rock. Who is that fourth man? He is the brightness of God's glory. He's the express image of his person. The king of glory. The pearl of great price. The rock in a weary land. The cup that runs over. Our rod, our staff that comforts, and the government lives upon his shoulders. Who is this fourth man? He is Jesus of Nazareth. He is Jesus of Nazareth. The son of the living God. My savior, my companion, my Lord, and my king. Is he your master tonight? Hallelujah. He was with them. And as sure as he was with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, he's with you. Point, your, point at yourself and say, he's with me. Now let's look over at John 16. Got to preach for a while from time to time, you know. Got to stay practiced up for the multitudes that are coming. Glory to God. John 16, verse 33. Plus, I love you guys, and I believe that you deserve God's best. Amen. In John 16, 33, in the Amplified, Jesus said, Now, I've told you these things, so that in me you may have perfect peace. That's what we talked about Sunday morning. Perfect peace. Shalom, shalom. I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee. For to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So that in me, you have perfect peace and confidence. Now in the world, you have tribulations. You have trials and distress. And sometimes we get frustrated, don't we? I mean, if we get honest about it, sometimes a little frustration knocks on the door of our soul, right? Amen? Sometimes we get overwhelmed and overcome by those things. But here's what Jesus said, but be of good cheer. In other words... Count it all joy when you fall in to divers temptations. Be of good cheer. Cheer up. Notice with me, he didn't say tear up. Jesus said, cheer up. Let's let's try that on for size right now. Let's let's just smile. Now just laugh by faith. Ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. Glory to God. Come on, keep laughing a minute. 
it does you good. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A merry heart doeth good like a baby aspirin. Amen. In the world, aren't you glad you're not of the world? In the world, there'll be tribulations and trials and distress and frustration, but, but, (laughs) be of good cheer. Somebody says, when life gets tough, I just got to go to the bar and have a beer. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, don't drink beer. It says, be a good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Why? For I've already overcome the world. Now listen to this last phrase. I have deprived it of its power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. When something and someone has been deprived of its power over us, that means it no longer has any place or dominion in our life. I've deprived it of its power to harm you. That reminds me of what Jesus said in Luke 10. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He's our helper. He's with us. He is with us more than we know. He's with us in so many ways. He's with us in His Word. He's with us by the Holy Spirit. But He's also with us and for us by giving His angels charge over us. Don't forget, there's a heavenly host at your disposal. For in the book of Hebrews it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation? Oh, hallelujah. You'll want to make sure you put your angels to work. You'll want to make sure that you walk in the fear of the Lord. And that you walk in holiness. For I have said in my word that the angel of the Lord encamps. 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 Encircles. Encampeth. Around them that fear me. Around them that reverence me. Around those that will set their affections upon me. And around those who will love me and live for me and walk in purity. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. And so no harm shall come to those who walk in the fear of the Lord. No harm shall come to those who shall walk in purity and in holiness. For there is a great encampment that you cannot see with these physical eyes. 
Oh, but there is a huge encampment of protection around you, around yours, around your property, and around your loved ones. The Spirit of the Lord is saying encampments, encampments, encampments. And de casora, come on, pray it out. Paso calinde, andele bocasia. That 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 socomatea. Agamosheze kede bosaya. Omredishe lebranda. Yeah, thank you for an encampment, an encampment of angelic protection around your loved ones, around those who love you. Oh my, makalite. Anemo socalamene. I, I kept getting that word in my in my heart during worship. Encampments. Encampments. Having to do with protection. Oh, glory to God. Ha. Somataya. 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 Um prakasuputeya. Vesho um prakande. Zito labrande. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Even when the enemy came against the children of Israel. Even when there were chariots, natural chariots, and an army arrayed and sent against the children of Israel, I sent forth an encampment of angelic protection around them. Hallelujah. Go to 2 Kings 6 real quickly. How many of you are believing God with me tonight? Oh my, my, my. Angels, angels of the Lord are encamping around about us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. In verse 13 of 2 Kings chapter 6, and he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And I was told him, Behold, he is in Dathan. Verse 14. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. But when the man of God rose up early. Don't you know that the man of God knew that God was with him? The man of God knew that God was for him. The man of God knew that God was on his side. Do you know he's for you? And when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out forth, and behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, what in the world are we going to do? Anybody heard that phrase before? What are we going to do? What are, my, 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 my. What, sometimes the people use the Lord's name in vain. Say, my God, my God, what are we going to do? I'd just rather cuss than say that. Are you listening to me? And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And here he said, And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Glory to God. I'm telling you, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. In verse 17 it says, And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. 
Oh, glory to God. What did the Lord do? The Lord sent an encampment of angels. And we need to pray about that right now. An encampment of angels around your loved ones. An encampment of angels around this area. Around this Bay Area. Thank you for the angels of the Lord. Encamping around about this area. Say this with me. I'm always in the right place at the right time doing the right things with the right people. Ha ha. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I've de- you go ahead and be seated. I've deprived it of its power to hurt you. And I have conquered it for you. One way that he has done that, he's given us angels. Hallelujah. Glory. And you know something? There's money angels. I said the devil's a liar. The devil is a liar. The wealth that is in this world is not for the pimps. It's not for the drug dealers. It's not for the cartel. The Bible says that the wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the just. And what the just need to do is just simply tell the devil to take his hands off it. So devil, you take your hands off our money. You take your hands off the money of this church. You take your hands off the money of these people in the name of Jesus. You take your hands off their businesses. You take your hands off them now in the name of Jesus. We loose, everyone say, we loose the ministering spirits. Go now and cause the money to come. Influence. Go now and cause great grace and great favor to come upon our lives and to come upon this church. Now lift up your hands and give him praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe God's moving. I believe God's moving. Say it with me. He's for me. He's with me. And He's on my side. For every test, there is triumph. If you'll trust Him. If you'll just have faith in Him. For every test. Oh, come on, Pastor Tom. There's a breakthrough. Hallelujah. There's a breakthrough in our favor. Now look over at Psalms 118, verse 6. Hallelujah. Psalms 118, verse 6. Amen. It says here, the Lord is on my side. We need to get a little sassy when we say that. The Lord's on my side. I will not fear what can mere mortals do to me. Him being on our side, Him being on your side, is the exact opposite of Him being against us. In verse 7 it says, in Psalm 118, The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. 
Now read verse 8 with me. Ready, read. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Now we know for sure that a lot of people are trusting in chariots. A lot of people are trusting in their 401k. Some people are trusting in horses. But you and I are here tonight to make this decree that we trust in the name of the Lord. We trust in the God who is for us. We trust in the God who is with us. We trust in the God who is on our side. You see, the horse is prepared for the day of battle. Against the day of battle. But safety belongs to the Lord. Say it with me. I am safe in Him. Men can fail you. Jobs can fail you. That is why we must only have one source. One source. One source. The one and only source is the God who's with us. The God who's for us. The God who is on our side. I've heard people say, well, what you need in your church is some heavy hitters. As if heavy hitters are our source. Heavy hitters are not our source. We serve the God of glory who is heavy with everything good. Hallelujah. Amen. He is heavy with everything good. He is the God of glory. You talk about heavy, he's heavy. And in his heaviness and in his weight, there are riches. In his heaviness and in his weight, there are, there is wealth. There's commerce. There's moving up. There's moving out of. And moving into our wealthy place. I said our wealthy place. Our place of rich fulfillment. Our place of great moisture. Where there is an abundance of fresh oil. I'm thankful for every person that is given one penny. I'm thankful to God for every person that has given more than $100. But I'm telling you, folks, our eyes are on Him. And what I have discovered over the years, God uses the unusual and He uses the unlikely. All you got to do is keep your eyes on Him and trust Him and He'll deal with people. Somebody says, is there anything wrong with having millionaires in the church? Absolutely not. Amen? But our confidence and our trust is not in them. Our eyes are on you. Come on, somebody. How's this building going to be paid in full years and years ahead of time? How's this property going to be paid in full years and years ahead of time? Our eyes are on you. Hallelujah. In case you're wondering, that's good. That's good preaching. 
Some of you will get it tomorrow morning about 3 a.m. When you know He's for you, it's easy to trust Him. Now here's what I've discovered. I'll be real honest with you. If there's anything that looks too big for me or to me, it's because I've stopped looking at Him. Come on. If there's anything, any big mountain looming in our way that looks too big, there's been a shift from looking to Him to looking at that. Now notice with me in Romans chapter 1. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep our eyes on Him. Put your hand over your heart and say, I'm keeping my eyes set upon Him. Now notice here in Romans 8 and verse 31 in the Amplified Version, it says this, What then shall we say to these things? Read it with me. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? Wow. In other words, who can successfully be against us? For the enemy to be successful against you and against me and against this church, he'd have to be bigger than God. But he is a defeated foe. The message says this, with God on our side like this, how can we lose? Anybody ever heard of a preacher by the name of Kenneth E. Hagin? I listen to Kenneth E. Hagin all the time. Here's what Dad Hagin said. He said, if God is for us, what difference does it make who's against us? What could ever stop him from being for you? Absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What shall we then say to these things? Hey, God's for us. It's going to work out. It may not look good right now, but it's, God's working. It's going to work out. It's, it's going to be all right. Everything is going to, it's going to be all right. It's going to be right. Things are turning around. God's moving. When I go to sleep at night, God's working on it. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just stopped by tonight to tell you that God loves you. I love you. God is with you. God is for you. And he's given his angels charge over every one of you. Amen. Praise the Lord.